What's up, Rock family? What's up, Rock family? Pastor Miles here. Welcome to the Rock Church. Again, I'm so excited. Week two of our Make a Difference series. I'm so excited about your response last week. All the people who have been faithfully given for the first time. And uh, I'm also excited about the offering we're going to take November 14th and 21st. And two weeks from now, that God is going to open the windows of heaven so we can reach around the world. Last week we talked about church expansion. Today we're going to talk about world missions. But most importantly, we're going to talk about what God is doing in your heart. If you want information, text the word VISION to 52525. VISION to 52525. Please stand up, let's pray. Please stand up, let's pray. Matter of fact, lift your hands up and put your hands like this because you are going to receive something today that's going to bless you, encourage you, and set you free. So, Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. And we pray you'll bless us with clarity and encouragement and opportunity and resources that we never had before. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's get your Bibles out. Get your Bibles out. Uh, on the count of three, say word. <laughs> three. One, two, three, say word. Turn to 1 Corinthians 1 Corinthians chapter 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. That is the seventh book of the New Testament. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. When people ask Christ into their life, when people ask Christ into their life, even though they're saved, they get sanctified and, and over time in phases. And on the street, we say people get saved in faces, but really they're saved. But certain parts of their life meets Jesus and gets transformed at a different part. So sometimes people will get saved and they stop cursing, but they're still eating bad, right? God hasn't really separated you from really just bad diet. Because you can have a bad diet and a good diet, okay? Uh, and sometimes people, they, they, they stop cursing and then maybe a few months later their, their music changes. A few months later, that's what they watch on TV or time. The kind of uh, videos they watch changes. Uh, they start watching pornography maybe after a certain period of time. And so over a period of time, certain parts of people's lives gets transformed. And that happens up until you die. Right? And then when you, you die and go to heaven, everything's fixed. You're, you're, you're in heaven, there's no more sin. Right? But until that time, you're in this process and it takes intentional effort to invest in your spiritual life and transformation. One of the last parts of your life to get saved is your wallet. In other words, people will come to church. Yeah, they'll start doing that. They may, they may go to home group, Bible study. They may serve in the community. They may stop cursing. But they ain't letting go of their money. Last week we talked about tithes, offerings, and first fruits. Tithes being 10%, giving 10% up off the top to, to, to the Lord in the church, Right? Invest in the ministry. We talked about that last week. Please get the message and learn about that. But it's very, very critical. You don't have to do it. You get to do it. Because when you do it, you get to be blessed more than you will when you're, when you're not faithful. Okay, just like you don't have to pray, but you are blessed more when you pray because God um, uh, tells us to pray and he speaks to us through our prayers. He is moved and he performs miracles through our prayers. So if you don't pray, that stuff doesn't happen. We don't think we're just going to get blessed because we're here. So tithing is so critical. Then we talked about offering over and above that. And then we talked about first fruits. That when we give to God, we give to God first. Give to God first. Today, 
We're going to talk about five principles that Paul taught in one verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 2. Now, in the first century, the Greeks had an association where if people fell on hard times, this group of people came together to help them financially. The Jews, the clergy, the clerk of the synagogue, if someone fell on hard times, would collect money to help that person. So the Greek culture had it, the Jewish culture had it, and then now here's Paul. Paul is out starting a whole new culture called the Christian culture. He's starting churches among Gentiles, non-Jews. And so he has these churches that he starts, one is Corinthians church, and he has these churches he's ministering to, he's teaching them, he's guiding them, he's writing letters to them, which is what we call the book in the Bible is actually a letter to the church. And we're going to see in chapter 16, he is talking to the Corinthians saying, look, you need to be generous. And you need to be generous to the Jews, in this particular case, to the, your Jewish brothers and sisters. Because in our community, we are all united. They may be Jew, you may not be Jew, but as Christians, you're united. So he's encouraging them, we're going to see in a minute, he's encouraging them to take an offering to give and help the poor Jewish Christians in Jerusalem. They had famine, they had persecution, they were suffering, they were poor. So he's going to say, look, by giving, we're showing them, one, we're united. Two, I'm teaching you what Christianity is all about. Often the church lags behind culture in certain things. This is one of the things that Paul said, we're not going to lag behind being generous. As you know, here at The Rock, we're generous. We serve all the time. We give. We serve in the community. We have to be a giving church of ourselves, of our resources, of our expertise, of our time, our talent, our treasure. So we're going to learn five principles of giving. Remember, we're taking an offering on November 14th, but that's not... The, that's for over and above things we want to do over and above our daily operation and our normal ministry patterns. We need to be giving on a regular basis. And that's what we're going to see in this verse. And so I want to encourage you as you listen to this, ask yourself, are you a generous person or are you just saved in habit to come to church or you just saved in what you say you don't curse anymore or is just are you just saved and now you don't watch you know pornography so now you watch this television and regular shows but is your wallet saved is your wallet dedicated to the Lord and is he guiding and directing you in your money and is your wallet blessed is your wallet blessed and now I'm gonna say this our goal is seven million dollars Great number, seven. You don't have to worry about the seven. Just worry about, you don't have to worry at all. What does God want you to do? What does God want you to do? That's what you want to think about. Am I, are you being faithful and, and are you seeing God reciprocate your faithfulness? Is he blessing and honoring your faithfulness? We just two weeks ago ended a series on prayer. Listen, this is all about prayer. God prays, you pray up, God, your prayers go up. God responds to you and then you act based on what he says. Giving not only your money but just being a generous person with your life, with your compliments, with your wisdom, with your help, with your encouragement. Man, that's what we're all about. Jesus gave his life. We are to give our life. So five principles. Look at it. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1. Let's, let's read verse 1 and 2 but we're going to focus on verse 1 or on verse 2. 1 Corinthians 16, concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given orders to the church of Galatia, so you must do, do also. Here's what he says, concerning the collection for the saints in Jerusalem, verse 2, look what it says. On the, we're going to see five things. On the first day of the week, 
Let each one of you lay aside something, storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collection when I come. Watch this. Five things. Five things. Watch this. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay up something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collection when I come. Five things. Now, here's what I want you to think about. This is Paul teaching a very basic principles about giving. He's saying, Corinthians, our brothers and sisters are hurting. We're going to take a collection for them. So he's writing a letter to them. Here's what you need to do to prepare for the collection for them. Um, when we, you give here, your money goes to minister. And every, at the end of every year, we have our vision for the next year and we say, okay, let's, let's have a campaign to raise more money, more money so we can expand and do, last week we talked about church expansion. Today we're going to talk about missions. Then we're going to talk about digital evangelism and online church and, and all our digital ministry. Hundreds of thousands of people online that we want to disciple. It's going to cost money to build all that out. We're going to talk about uh, reaching our community with Toys for Joy and outreach and the Freedom Center in the, in the coming weeks. So this is, this is what we're talking about. Okay. And so I want you to be thinking about not that you have the burden of all that on you, but just that you just are faithful every week. Number one, giving is to be periodic. We're going to give you five words that all start with the letter P. Giving is to be periodic. Look what it says on the first day of the week. On the first day of the week. Church met on the first day of the week. Why? Jesus rose from the dead on the first day of the week. On the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb. First day of the week, Sunday. That's why we meet on Sunday. Every Sunday, we are practicing and reminding us. We're practicing Easter and we're reminding ourselves our Lord and Savior rose up. So we come to Sunday to celebrate. And part of that celebration is we are giving. So he says, because you're getting together on the first day of the week, I, th that's why I want you to take the offering. We'll see in a minute. But every periodically in the first day of the week, you're going to lay aside something. Now, you may not get paid every week. Okay, the, the, the bigger picture is be consistent. Be consistent. Write that check when you get your check or have it automatically deposited. You can actually do an automatic deposit. comes out of your check. Don't, you don't think about it. It just happens. God, get his, God gets his money first. But the thing is be consistent. And if you are consistently faithfully generous, God is going to be consistently faithful to bless you back. Remember, we looked last week. Bring the tithes to the storehouse, that, to God's house, that God may open the windows of heaven. Imagine if you're consistently being faithful and God just has the windows of heaven open on your life. If you are faithful in your giving, in your prayers, in your walk, your life will be unexplainable. Now, if you've never experienced that, maybe if you look back, maybe you weren't faithful. But I'm telling you, I've been tithing for 37 years and God has never let me down. Never let me down. Never let me down. So number one, giving should be periodic. So think about are you giving on a regular basis, on a consistent basis with a consistent pattern. Number two, giving is to be personal. Giving is to be personal. On the first day of the week, let each one of you, let each one of you, say each one of you out loud, say, let, let 
each, each one, one of you. Let each one of you, 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 you. When I was um, growing up, I went to Catholic school for eight years, first grade to eighth grade. So glad I did. I learned so many foundational things about God and uh, walking with God, the fear of God, respect of God, the honor of God, and holy things. But one thing, one of the many things I learned, my mother uh, took the five of us, she had five kids within a six-year period. So she had a seven, a six, a five, a four, a three, and a two, something like that. The oldest was six years older than the youngest, so you do the math. And we'll sit there, all five of us, bam, tie, suit, shoes, penny loafers, hair done. We ain't peep. Sat, knelt down, stood up, on cue, no problems. The people say, how do your kids, why are they so good? Because they got a father at home that whooped us, okay? He didn't abuse us, but that was back in the day. Bam, we knew we weren't messing around. But one of the things my mother did every Sunday is that, when we went to, I don't know if they still do it, when we went to the Catholic Church, they had this little envelope that you put your offering in, and it had a slot for a coin. You could put a penny in there, you could put a nickel, you could put a quarter, which back then meant something. I mean, you can get, for a quarter, you can get a whole lot for a quarter. You could buy something for a penny back in the day. A lot of y'all don't even know what a penny is. But back day, you could buy something for a penny. You could be, get a piece of gum for a penny. So we would have a little envelope, and, I, and she would put money in each one of the envelopes. Sometimes it was a penny. Five pennies, nickels. And if I had a quarter, whoo, I was doing it. And I was expecting to get a phone call from somebody if I could put a quarter in there. And don't give me no paper money because then, then I'm like, you know, I'm a, my name's going to be on the wall, okay, back in the day. But she would give us all money. I could not wait to see what I was going to get. And then she would say, I want you to give that. God wants you to be faithful. What are you giving because if you're missing out on the experience and the blessing of giving, you're missing out. So Paul says, on the first day of the week, let you lay up something. Number three, giving must be planned. Look what it says. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside. Got to think ahead. Okay, this is what I'm giving Sunday. This is what I'm giving two weeks. Well, this is now... This is what I'm going to give electronically. I can do it now. I don't have to wait to go there back like then. I'm going to give it right now. I'm planning. I'm putting it in my budget. I'm going to get some money in a month. I'm going to get some money in two months. I already know I'm putting it here. I'm tied over here to the church. I'm going to give this to this project. I'm going to help plant churches. I'm going to do online. I'm going to help do some outreach in, in, the, in the city, wherever it is. I'm thinking ahead. I'm thinking ahead. Let me tell you something. If, if you think ahead to bless God, he's already thought ahead to bless you back in advance. What I've found in my life, often once I've made the decision, the blessing comes before I even do it. Why? This is just my experience. I, I, I say, I'm going to do this. The blessing comes and God says, because I want to encourage you ahead of time. I don't want you to forget. don't want you to change your mind. He's awesome. And then he blesses me again. God is a blessing God. Number four, number four, giving is to be proportionate. Don't trip I don't have a lot of money. He got more money. Just give in proportion to what you have. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside 
storing up as he may prosper. If you got a little, you give a portion. That's why I tithe a tenth is proportional. It's 10%. As, and, and by the way, that's only, that's only the starter kit of giving. Once you get a taste of what that's like, you're like, wait a minute. I like this because you see the reciprocating response of God and the faithfulness of God. It's proportional. So just be thinking, God, what do you want of what you have given me? I want to give you back. And watch what God does. And lastly, giving is to be plentiful. If all of us gave what we were supposed to give, we would have plenty for everything God has called this church to do. And then you would have plenty for everything God has called you to do. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he or she may prosper. Why? That there be no collection when I come. In other words, when I get there, I don't need to go take an, just Paul saying, when I come there, it's already there. You already have it. I don't need to say, hey, I'm going to do this big offering. Boom. Matter of fact, if all of us were faithful to tithe, we would not really need a, this, a special offering. We'd be black. We probably would because we wanted to do even more, but we'd be doing so much more. Ministry cost money. Ministry, those lights, the air conditioners, the cameras. And it comes from generous people like yourself. So you're going to see a video here in a minute. And the video is about what we're doing in missions around the world. We're in eight countries around the world. We want to go to more. We want to expand it. So check out this video. And then I'm going to interview Mark Snyder, who's head of our missions. Uh, efforts here, and you're going to hear some incredible things. Check it out. One of the things I love about being involved in missions at The Rock is really being able to take the great commission of going and making disciples of all nations and being able to make that a reality, make it happen and reach so many people that have yet to be reached. And so we have a few different approaches in order to, to achieve that, one of, which, one of which is we send out missionaries. We have missionaries in Haiti, we have partners that are working in Haiti, and we've been able to uh, provide water filtration kits for families that have been affected by the earthquake. We also have a project that we're doing with our partners on the ground in Pakistan. Everybody knows about some of the challenges that the country of Afghanistan is facing. And so there's Afghan refugees that have fled the country of Afghanistan and, and they've crossed over into Pakistan. And they don't have any food, they don't have any shelter. Uh, and so what we've been able to do is provide meal packages for these families that don't have access to anything. They're in a poor area already and they, there's no infrastructure there to support that. And so with our partners on the ground, we've been able to provide food for 3,500 people for a month. And we're also providing blankets. It's a cold season there. And there's kids that are sleeping on the streets and they don't have any, like I said, any shelter. And so we've got blankets that we're providing for them so that to keep them warm. We're just 
doing this, it's, it's, it's being the hands and feet of Jesus. We're, we're bringing the compassionate a heart of Jesus to the people that really are in need. And we, want, and we have the ability to meet that need. This is Jeshu from Impact Asia International. Thank you, Rock Church, so much for your generosity. Hey everybody, this is Lindsay in Haiti with HSMS. We just want to thank you so much for your support. Thank you, Rock Church, for your kind support for the thousands and thousands of Afghan refugees. Those are coming to Pakistan. With your kind support, we were able to help those Afghan refugees, those are coming from Afghanistan to Pakistan. Your generosity helped 300 families and 20 native pastors and the families during the ongoing lockdown in India. There was a really big earthquake here, a 7.2, that um, you guys have offered to supply 250 water filtration kits, which is like gold here in Haiti. There are still thousands of unreached groups all over the world. We really want to uh, further the cause of Christ in places where people aren't currently working. And kind of taking Paul's philosophy of going to those places where the gospel has yet been to be preached. And we want to come alongside those indigenous workers, Christian leaders and pastors, and help encourage them, empower them, uh, help them with resources that they need so that they can penetrate some of those areas where the gospel hasn't made it yet and where there's still so much need. And so we want to partner with those groups. And there's, every, there's a way that everybody can make a difference. And it's as simple as sitting down, you can look at your computer and say, yes, I'd like to support this work that's happening. I'd like to be part of this project. And whether it's a dollar, whether it's a hundred dollars, a million dollars, there's, there's a way for you to get involved and support this. You can be the hands and feet of Jesus. And all that you have to do is go to sdrock.com forward slash vision, or you can text vision to 52525, and then you will make a difference for the kingdom of God. What's up, family? Hopefully you were inspired by that video. Uh, God is doing so much around the world through churches and organizations, but we are one of those organizations. I'm here with Mark Snyder. He's over our missions department, and I want you to meet him. As you're listening, I want you to think about two things. Number one, where your investment is going to help us help our missionaries all around the world. And I want you to be praying about being a missionary. I'm going to specifically, specifically call out 40 people, 40 families, uh, individuals to be missionaries. To say, I feel a call that God has put on my heart before you're hearing me. Yesterday, last week, last year, that he's been stirring your heart to be a missionary. Let's go. The time is now. Especially now. The world is so divided. There's so many borders that are closing. People are scared. People are dying. That we need to send the gospel in a package. We got it digitally. We got churches. But we also need a package to go live in a place around the world. And then empower the people, local people to do ministry even after you leave. So I, I, I want you to be thinking about that. There's 40 people out there, 40 families, individuals saying, I want to be a missionary. And you're going to reach out to us to get information. Mark, tell us about, tell us about what you do. How, one, how, what you do, but how you got to where you're at right now. Yeah, that's a, a great, great story. I'm currently the world missions pastor here at Rock Church. And I, I became a Christian in the year 2000. 
And I actually got saved in Ephesus, so I wasn't even in this country. Born and raised Southern, Cal- Southern California boy, but I was, was in Paul's preaching. I got, I think I got saved in Paul's church. I mean, the fruit of his ministry has lived on in my life, and so, so I got saved. I was actually on a tour with uh, with Calvary Chapel, visiting where Paul went on his missionary journeys. We were in Ephesus, and I heard this message about remember your first love. And mm-hmm. I just, I got on my knees. I, I, I repented of my sins uh, and made Jesus the Lord of my life. Wow. And immediately after that Do you trip, remember the date? Um, it was, I, I remember it was the last week of April. I don't remember the yeah. specific day, but it was the last week of April of the year 2000. We started this church February 27, 2000. And as soon as I returned to San Diego, I... Came to, I needed to find a church to come to, and so I ended up at SDSU, and wow. you know, that's, that was my first introduction wow. to the Rock Church. Wow, that's amazing, yeah. And, uh, and, and by the way, for everybody, at San Diego State, SDSU, San Diego State University was where we had church every week, well, almost every week, because they, uh, for five years, and that's what he was talking about, great. Yeah, and so I started coming to the Rock Church, and I immediately was trying to figure out what to do with my life for Jesus because remember, I made him the Lord of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm gonna serve him. And I was, I was going to Bible college and God made it very clear during that season in that first year of walking with Jesus that he was calling me to the nations, that there is a hopeless world out there and Jesus is the hope that they need. And God is looking for people to go and bring that hope all over the world. And I remember my pastor, past you, were talking about do something. You've always been talking mm-hmm. about do something. And you, you were challenging the church to do something and just go for it. And that kind of led me on the journey of doing missions. And I had moved to India. I lived in India for six years. I started a mission sending organization that I ran for a few years. And then a- after that season, in the year 2010, came back here to the, the Rock Church locally to help launch our uh, school of ministry. Mm-hmm. So uh, through that, that was, that there was a, a, a season of working with the school. And then from that, we wanted to send missionaries out here mm-hmm. at the Rock Church. And so that was, that was the plan. We, we don't wanna just encourage people to do missions, go out and fulfill the Great Commissions, but we wanna do everything that we can to support you, encourage you and empower you to go and fulfill that Great Commission. And so I helped develop the missions program and ended up moving with, with uh, some uh, church members here at The Rock to India for a couple years, doing church planning, uh, starting ministry schools over there, and then came back here and continued working with missions in the school and till here I am today, uh, get to be part of leading this incredible ministry mm-hmm. of world missions in this great church, The Rock Church. So we have 21 missionaries in eight countries that are serving. Give us high level where those countries, what countries we're in and, and what they're doing. Yeah, so we have missionaries that are serving in Mexico. We have missionaries in Haiti, South Africa. Uh, we're, we have people that are working in the Middle East. We're working in, uh, in India. And, um, you know, we want to grow that too. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, Pastor, we want to see more people. We want to reach more countries for Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's four ways people can get involved. One, they could become a missionary. So, if, again... There's 40 people out there. I don't know where I got that number, but there's 40 people out there that you're going to sign up and become a missionary. We may need to sign up 80 so we can get 40, but we want to multiply the missionaries that we have around the world. 
So that's one thing, right? People can become a missionary. What, what does that process look like? Yeah, and uh, we, we do things a little differently than a lot of churches in that we feel that the role of the church is actually to send out missionaries. Jesus said, go make disciples of all nations. And, and the church is supposed to be the sending, the, the sending arm of God's mission to bring hope to the nations. And so we are a full-fledged mission sending organization. And so we do everything from from uh, financial processing and accounting to missionary equipping and training in, in uh, pastoral missionary care, uh, so forth and so on. Okay, and then step number two, we empower indigenous people. This is, this is probably the most powerful thing. Instead of being the savior and going there as the American, we're gonna empower the local people that can carry on the ministry. Talk, talk about that. Yeah, so we, want, we, we do believe that uh, if you're called to go, you go, right? Mm. You, follow God's, you follow God's lead and you go. Uh, but we also believe that the indigenous church is extremely effective and it's going to be more, more effective even than me necessarily. If I don't know the language, I don't know the culture. And we want to we be able to, uh, to leverage that and use the resources that we have available to us here, training, equipping, funding projects and, and so forth to really empower uh, indigenous church pastors, church leaders to do what God's calling them to do mm -hmm. in their own regions in order to reach the areas where the gospel hasn't penetrated yet. So I want, you, I want you to think about this. If God's calling you to be a missionary, yeah, you can go to another country and serve. But part of that is going there and empowering the local people to serve. They know the culture better, they know the language better, they know the, the, the geographics better, way better than you. And so if you can go there, with, if you may have that mindset, man, how, how do I take on the burden of all that's going to be in a, a local place or foreign place to me? But what about going there and loving on the people and instilling in them the vision that God has given them, not our vision. We bring our resources but say, hey, what can, what can we, how can we help you with what we have and how may it be adjusted for your culture? Okay. Absolutely. And then we have projects. Yeah. So projects is another thing that we do, uh, where we will identify and we we work with our missionaries on projects. We work with our in, indigenous partners mm -hmm. uh, on on projects and just things that God leads us to as we're praying and seeking the Holy Spirit and you know through our relationships that we have. Um, and this could be anything from sports outreaches in Africa uh, to uh, humanitarian aid relief work to medical outreaches that we do. Uh, currently, some of the projects that we're working on, we're, we're, we're seeing the need that's out there, you know, and we, we understand just like Jesus was moved with compassion that we too should share the heart of God and we should be moved with compassion mm -hmm. when we see the needs that are out there and that we can be the, the physical hands and feet of the loving heart of God to meet those needs, reach those people, and, and bring the gospel and bring hope to them. And so uh, in, in Pakistan, you, you know, everyone's aware of the, the, the situation going on in Afghanistan and people are leaving that area and people are crossing the border into Pakistan. And so what we're doing is, is we're actually feeding 3,500 mm. people for one month that have no access to food, that have led a very mm. dangerous situation mm. and have this immediate need. And so we're providing food for them. Uh, we are also working uh, in Haiti because there was a recent earthquake that happened there. And we have missionaries on the ground there, ministry partners that are working there. And we're, we were able to send uh, 200 water filtration kits that are going to mm. provide clean drinking water to these families that aren't able to get, uh, to get clean water. This is where your money's going. Feeding people in Pakistan, bringing water to Haiti, things like that all over the world. 
is where your money's going. So I want to encourage you. And then the last one was trips. People can actually take trips. And I know that's kind of a little hampered because of COVID and all the, the, the border closings. Here's what I want to encourage you on. I want to encourage you to go to the website, text VISION to 52525. That's VISION to 52525. Get information about what's happening around the world through the Rock Church. You, of course, we're going to take the offering um, in a couple of weeks, uh, November 14th and 21st. Our Make a Difference offering to fund all this. Our goal is $7 million. We want to blow up our ministry around the world. But we also, for you, there are some of you out there saying, I want to be a missionary. I want to be boots on the ground and go live someplace. Or I want to go on a missionary trip. Go to the website, sign up, get information about how you can get involved. And Mark will take it from there. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Let's pray. Put your hands up. Towards Mark, Lord, we just thank you for all the missionaries in our church. We thank you for Mark and his efforts. And we pray uh, for resources to, to help resource people around the country, around the world, and projects. And thank you for um, just the faithful people who are living in places that are a lot more dangerous than what we're living here, experiencing challenges that we don't have here. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. God bless you.